Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, gorgeous goddesses, and welcome back to the Cool Mom 101 podcast. I am your host, Emily Kylo. I'm so excited to be bringing you this episode today featuring Samantha, founder of Social Sangria Girl. So for episode 78, we talk all about leaving your nine to five for good and how to do it when you're ready. We chat about her favorite and least favorite parts of pregnancy. And we talk about her hopes, dreams, and fears around motherhood. So this was such a fun episode. I loved, loved, love chatting with Samantha. So when we recorded, she was pregnant, and now she's had her beautiful baby, and it's just such a freaking cutie. But I hope you guys love this episode. Make sure to follow Samantha. She is really your go-to girl for helping women discover how they can do what they love and leave their nine to five behind. So let's get to it. Here's episode 78 featuring Samantha of Social Sangria Girl. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) My pleasure. I'm glad we just snuck you in because when's your due date or was it? Um, It's actually Saturday the 17th. (laughs) So it's in two days when we're recording right now. So by the time this releases, you will be a new mama. Yeah. (laughs) Does it feel weird to say that even? (laughs) It does. Yeah. Like I feel like it hasn't even like hit me yet. Like totally. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I still I'm like, what? I'm a mom. Stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I particularly remember the weird feeling of just waking up one day and you have a baby like it's just that was weird you know you go through labor but then all of a sudden you're now a mom like that's the transition yeah so so interesting because it just you know mine happened in a matter of six hours uh, my labor and then all of a sudden I'm a mom so yeah (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yes let's jump right in to the mom fashions okay what is the best part about your mom Oh, I have to say that she cares so much. Um, and she's just such a badass. Like she's always, she's always kind of been like that. So yeah. <laughs> Aww. Do you have siblings? I do. I have a younger sister. Yeah. Oh, so cute. So two girls. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. Okay. What's the best lesson you've learned from your mom? Um, I'd have to say always speak your truth and be you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Those are so extra important for girls and women, in my opinion, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely trying to impart that on my son. And I think it's extra important for girls and women to learn that. So I love that lesson. Yeah. I feel like boys just, it comes kind of easier to them. They're, they're boys. <laughs> yeah. And just, I mean, this is a whole other tangent, but the way that 
You know what, though? In some ways, we do need to teach men to be open and speak their truth about things like their feelings. Yes. Actually, yes. Because yeah. if you've ever dated a man, bless them, but a man in, in this era, <laughs> a lot of them really struggle to be vulnerable. And, you know, a lot of conversation I've had with my friends over the years and just other women is that it's really hard for them to get their partner to open up. And I'm yeah. really, yeah, I'm really working on that one. So we talk a lot about emotions and <laughs> that it's okay to cry and everyone cries. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm by no means perfect, but you try to impart certain things and that's definitely an important one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sam, what is your daily ritual? So what are the things that kind of keep you grounded as a business owner and a beautiful pregnant lady, soon to be mama? What's your daily ritual? So I love my morning routine. So my first thing, I make my coffee and then I'll write in my gratitude journal. Um, I usually pull an Oracle card and see what my message is for the day. And then I'll read a little bit of like whatever book I'm reading. And then I put on one of those like UV light masks and then I'll listen to a meditation. (laughs) That is great. I freaking love that. Tell Mm -hmm. us about this mask. Um, so it's that UV light mask and I think it's like three settings and it's like one for aging, one for acne and one for, I don't even know, but you look like dark Vader or whatever. Like it's so funny. <laughs> and what's the brand? Like, where did you get this? I'm so interested. Um, I got it from beautyritual.com. Okay. You're going to have to send me the link after because I'm very oh. into this. My acupuncturist. Uh, shout out to Suka from AccuPoint, if anyone's in Vancouver, but she's incredible. And she does a facial where she uh-huh. uses one of those very fancy like masks. Yeah. And I love, she puts the couple different lights on. Cause yeah, there's one that is for, if you have any like buildup or acne or anything, yeah. like we can all use that. And then she yeah. also has the, I think it's the red light is the more like anti-aging. But yeah. The fun thing is it really helps with mood too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and- it's, it's good for the skin and you know, like your skin looking better, but it's also really good for your mood. So exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Um, I'd have to say my business and just allowing me to be home and really just have all the freedom to get ready and enjoy some time before the baby and just the freedom. Mm. (laughs) It really is the best. And you know what? It's not, it's not for everyone because yeah, there are trade-offs. It's like anything in life. So I think there's sometimes this narrative in the online, especially entrepreneurial world that you just sit around and do nothing and pull Oracle cards and <laughs> get rich. <clears throat> right. <laughs> but there is risk involved. There's uncertainty involved. There's work involved. But to me, it's the better trade-off. Like I'll take that one all day. Oh yeah. Same for sure. Yeah. Hands down. (laughs) I was a terrible employee. Like I hate authority. I was very, I always felt like, not that I knew more than my boss, but I mean, frankly, sometimes, but I always was like, (laughs) what about this? Like, why, why are we doing it this way? Like, this seems silly. They never really want that kind of feedback, even when you give it nicely. (laughs) So I didn't like that. (laughs) I know. I feel like I'm the same too. I'm like, well, I'm dealing on the front line. Like, what do you know? You're just sitting in an office. Like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. What do you know? Really? No. 
<laughs> what is your why for your life, Sam? So what gets you up in the morning and excited to work on your business and just grow as a, as a human as well? What's your why? Yeah. Um, so I'd have to say like, we're not meant to experience like such a boring and blah life. And I feel like life is just meant to be lived to the fullest, like have all your dreams and desires come to life and just like live that absolute, like amazing life. I love it. I love it. That is a great answer. I'm here for that. So I'd love to start, Sam, with a little bit of your background. So just to situate Mm. anyone who doesn't know you yet. So tell us where you grew up and what your early life was like. Yeah. So um, I've always lived in Hamilton, Ontario, which is just outside of Toronto. I had a really good childhood. Um, My parents split up when I was 12. Um, but they always kind of like made sure that we were like taken care of for the most part. And, you know, they gave us kind of what we always wanted. I don't know if that was because they fell back because they divorced, but I've always kind of gotten my way. (laughs) But like, I feel like I always knew like I was different. Like, you know, when like you don't really quite fit in with anyone else and like, yeah, I always kind of felt that. But for the most part, I had, you know, a really good childhood and it was lots of fun and can't complain much. (laughs) Yes. Was it like a typical Canadian childhood? Did you like play some sports, anything like that? (laughs) Yeah. My parents always put us in so many sports. I feel like I never really loved one, but I was like soccer, basketball, dance, gymnastics, like everything. Like All the things. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, but one of my goals as a parent, I don't know if I'll accomplish this. I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried. I'm not too married to it. One of my goals is to not over-program my child. Yeah. And bless my parents. And I'm glad that my life was the way it was because I, like, I've always been a high achiever. Mm -hmm. So playing like those competitive sports, I think it did help in a lot of ways, right? It got yeah. everything out of me. But playing like three competitive sports at the level I was playing and like yeah. competitive dance, it was a lot. It's like, it's, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. And then I feel like I just, there was no time, no space. Whereas yeah. now I've had to learn as an adult that I am worthy doing nothing. Exactly. And that doing fuck all is great. But yeah. it took me a long time to learn that. So I think that's something I'm hoping to instill in, in my child. But yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like now, too, like there's not so many competitive sports. I feel like they feel like everyone has to win, which is good in a sense. But that's not in the real world. That's not true. <laughs> I have so. feelings on that. The participation ribbon stuff like really grinds yeah. my gears. Like no. maybe when they're five, sure, but as they get older, you're not teaching them anything. Absolutely. Like the fact of it is, is that some things aren't meant for you too. Yeah. Right? Like exactly. That's what I think. And even though I know I live in this world of anything is possible. Yeah. And like I'm not gonna be a NBA player. Yeah, right. <laughs> not right now, not in this world anyway, not in this exactly. lifetime. And that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Sam, I'd love to hear a bit. We've already kind of touched on this, but I'd love to hear a bit about your career journey Mm -hmm. and how you knew it was time to quit your nine to five. So if you could give us 
kind of the background of your career journey, where you started, where you kind of got to, and how you knew it was time to say goodbye to your nine to five. For sure. Um, I feel like literally in high school, I knew that I didn't want a nine to five. All my friends were like picking their courses and like so excited about university and stuff like that. And I was honestly just like, I'm going to pick fashion business because I like fashion and I need to go to school and whatever. So I feel like right off the hop, I already knew. And so, you know, I kind of, I did the whole school thing and it was whatever. And I feel like I hated it every step of the way. And I just felt like it was like, I needed to do it. And I was always kind of like dabbling in like MLMs and like trying to like start some side hustle. And like, I was always like jumping from different jobs. Like I would love it for the first couple months. And then I'd be like, I hate this job. And my mom would always be like, I think it's just you, not the job. (laughs) And like, I feel like at that time I wasn't like into intuitive with myself yet. So like, I was still trying to figure that out. I was really, really struggling. And like, I mean, I had some amazing, amazing jobs. Like I'd have to say hands down, my favorite one was Starbucks, but I mean, I'm grateful for the lessons that they've taught me and the experience that I've gone through, but I've always felt like it just, it wasn't for me. Like no matter what job I had, how much money I made or who I worked with, it was just, it was never, ever, ever for me. And serious, I took it seriously a couple years ago when I was like trying, I, I got engaged and we were moving out and I kind of knew like, you know, we were going to start a family and all that. And I was like, this, I can't, I can't work a nine to five. I just, I can't do it anymore. And like, it was, it was starting to show in my work as well. Like I wasn't showing up how I should be. <laughs> and stuff like that. And I said, you know what, like this, this is it. So I really like invested in myself and really started to take my business seriously and really just dive into that whole entrepreneur world. And like, luckily, you know, I was able to get pregnant and like leave at the same time. And it just kind of all like came together. So it's just so crazy how like the universe kind of just gives you everything and like works for you. Absolutely. Supported you in your decision. Exactly. Which I love. So tell us about your business. So when did you start your business and what is your business all about and who do you help? Yeah. So we're actually coming up on the one year anniversary, July 26th uh, will be the one year. And so I help women like discover, you know, how they can, do what they love and what they're passionate about while they leave their nine to five behind. Um, Cause I know how hard it is. Like I know when, you know, you're confused and you don't know what to do, but you hate your job so much. Like I know the battle and I know the struggle and like, I just, I really want to help so many women with that because it's, it's totally possible. So yeah, I love it. You know what too, and I know this is a very, this is an aside, but most women listening to my podcast are entrepreneurs or want to be. Yeah. I also think it's important to note too that, that nine to fives are for some people, right? Like it's sure. So I'm sure too, like part of following you is that you would get an understanding of like, we're saying the kind of flip sides of what it's like and 
really understanding if this is the right thing for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, all my friends love their nine to five and like, they still like support me and like stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, there's some people who love their nine to five and that's cool. You need those people still or else you want to have businesses. Yeah. We need it all. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So let's chat a bit about your pregnancy. So you are so close to being due. So tell us how's pregnancy gone? What do you love about it? And what has been maybe a challenge for you? Yeah. So I've actually had like such an incredible pregnancy. Like I really can't complain. I've literally had like no symptoms. I was maybe like nauseous, like five days at the beginning. um, And that's about it. And I always feel so bad complaining because I've had it like so good. (laughs) But like, to be honest with you, I hate being pregnant. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Like, I know that feels so bad because like there's some people who are dying to be pregnant and trying so hard to be pregnant. And I, I feel so bad saying that, but I don't know. I feel like I've really struggled with the fact that like my body changes Mm. so fast and like, even still, like, it's just, it's so hard. Like I thought like, Oh, oh, I'm going to work out my whole pregnancy. I'm going to eat so healthy. I'm going to be like one of those cute little late girls with a belly. And I'm like, no, (laughs) that went out the window real fast. Yeah. Um, You know, the body changes a lot, a lot of women struggle with. And mm -hmm. I, I think I don't actually know why I didn't struggle more because I, I have an, I had an eating disorder. So I had like recovered from that, Mm -hmm. but I still, you know, had a lot of those kind of issues around body image that were so ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, because I loved being pregnant so much, yeah. I don't think I, and I was one of those people who I luckily, it really was mostly like my stomach. Yeah. Like genetic sometimes, like that's just how it goes. Of exactly. course I gained weight all over, but I really like, I, I didn't look pregnant until I was like seven months pregnant, basically. Oh, wow. Like it was like hard to tell I was pregnant. Yeah. Like, I was like a bit bloated or something, you know? So I was lucky in that regard. And I think it helped mentally Mm -hmm. for me to not focus on that as much. Yeah. Because I was kind of surprised I didn't struggle more. And so many women struggle with this. So I'm glad that we're bringing it up because it is hard. And if you're someone who's ever struggled with body image, which I think is like every single woman on the planet, right? Really fucking hard to all of a sudden you don't fit in anything. Yeah. And like I said, not every pregnancy looks like the little like round basketball. Like exactly. some of everyone carries it differently. And it yeah. can be really challenging to every week it's different, right? Like you kind of yeah. get used to it and then next week your belly's bigger. Your this is bigger. Like it's yeah. it's really hard. So I really appreciate that. It, yeah. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not. No. <laughs> but I mean, I do really love the fact that like I feel like I'm like knowing that I'm growing our daughter, I, I just feel like that's really cool. But yeah, the whole like body changing thing and like, it's, it's so difficult. And like, I feel like they don't talk about that often. Like, it's just no. like, even just like any pregnancy stuff, like birth and postpartum and like, it's not really talked about. And I'm like, what, what, like what's happening? What, what, what's going on? Like, it's- oh, don't worry. I talk about it. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) No, I talk about it a lot on this podcast and just like on my Instagram because I do think it's important. And so for me, if anyone listening wants to listen, I have a whole episode on my birth story because I like sharing it because it's very positive. It's like I had such a good labor. Like I loved labor. I kicked ass. And I think it's important to talk about that. I found when I was pregnant, what everyone was telling me was their literal horror stories. I'm like, why the fuck are you telling me this, Karen? Like, thank you for that. (laughs) Like, I just didn't understand. Now that I understand trauma a bit more, Mm -hmm. I get it. And PSA for anyone listening, like, don't tell a pregnant woman your horror story of your labor. Like, just fucking don't. Thank you for that. Like, leave it to maybe after, maybe another, a different, different audience. Like, not necessary. So I like to tell mine because it is really positive. I had such a good experience. Mm -hmm. Now, on the flip side, I found postpartum really hard. Yeah. Everyone does, though. Like, it's not, it's a very challenging time. And again, like I said before we started the interview, not to scare you. And I think it's like you need to be aware of it. And the other thing I wished I had done is made sure my partner was really aware of what to look for. Yeah. Because sometimes for me, I didn't really realize Mm -hmm. that I had some postpartum depression and anxiety until like I was out of it. Oh, okay. But I probably could have had a little more support, a little more help, and it would have been a little easier. Yeah. Um, again, hindsight, right? It's easy to look back. Mm-hmm. But I think we need those people in our lives, whether it's your mom, your sister, your partner, yeah. to be like, hey, Sam, like, I know you're tired. That's normal. I yeah. know you're going to be more emotional. That's normal. Mm-hmm. But maybe other things aren't quite as they should be. So I do yeah. think it's really important to talk about these things. Yeah. Ugh. And yeah. the body image postpartum, I again, not to scare the pregnant lady, <laughs> but that's hard too. And again, a lot of people don't talk about the fact that you give birth and you look six months pregnant after. Yeah. Like for a yeah. while. And that's like all normal and like it's mostly fluid and da 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 da. And it took me when, for me, while I was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. I wasn't losing any more weight, which was fine. It's just like yeah. I had this idea that, oh, if you breastfeed, you get skinny. It's yeah, not it's not true. My body, it's smart. It's a good body. Good job. Good yeah. job, body. But it was thinking, oh, I have to feed this human. I'm going to hold on to everything. Oh, okay. Right? So that's yeah. what a lot of women's bodies do, which is, again, it's all good. I yeah. think for me, it's just going into postpartum with so much grace and like zero expectation is probably the best bet. Like yeah. your, your expectation should be, how can I get the most rest possible? Mm-hmm. and like cuddle and love my daughter. Like that's, yeah. those are your jobs. Yeah. And I've, I haven't researched anything, <laughs> nothing during pregnancy, nothing for postpartum, like nothing. Like I've asked a few friends, like a few things here and there and just kind of like taken what I needed. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not going to overwhelm myself because there's so much out there. So we're just going to take it day by day and we live in pajamas for a month and it is what it is. Yes. But I think that's a good approach because sometimes it can be overwhelming otherwise to yeah. hear like a million different pieces of advice. Right. Right. So I think this is the, this is a good way to go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd love to talk about motherhood next. Yeah. And what are you looking forward to? And what are some of the kind of fears that might be coming up for you? 
Yeah. So I'm so looking forward to seeing like who she's going to become and just like watching her grow and seeing um, like parts of myself and my husband in her and just like teaching her everything. Like I'm so excited to teach her all the things and just watch who she really comes into and to grow. And I'm scared to, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm scared of like childbirth and postpartum. And I feel like probably that's because like the unknown, because it's my first daughter. So I don't really know what to expect, but even just like messing them up. Like I feel like, you know, there's some stuff, like I'm so grateful for my parents and what they've, the lessons and stuff like that. And like, there's just some stuff that like they did. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys did that. And like, I feel like I'm scared to maybe repeat the same patterns or stuff like that. And like mess her up or whatever. Okay. So <clears throat> maybe an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to put it out there because it really helped me and changed everything. Mm-hmm. As parents, we are going to fuck them up in some yeah. way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. We literally are. You could be the most perfect parent, do gentle parenting perfectly mm-hmm. and, you know, give them everything they want and all this stuff. They are still going to perceive things a certain way. Yeah. And we can't control that. And yeah. that helped me so much to the point where, of course, there's still like, I've talked to you guys at the beginning of this, of like goals that I have of my parenting and what mm-hmm. I want to do, like you're saying, differently than my parents did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, my parents actually on the topic of emotions, my parents, they were very much, as soon as you start crying, it's like, stop, like, let's move on. Let's be happy. So what I learned from that was negative quote unquote emotions were not welcome. So anger is not welcome, which is really, really damaging, especially for women. That's what we're taught. We're taught you can't get angry. That's not what girls do. So then it bottles up. Yeah. Not good. So anger, sadness, all those things, I felt like I wasn't safe to express them. Yeah. And it's taken me till now and I still sometimes struggle with them. Right. Yeah. That's something that I would like to try and do differently. Right. But I'm going to fuck them up some other way. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. Yeah. For me, I'm like, as long as we don't do any of the big fuck ups. Yeah. Right. They'll get over it. Yeah. Absolutely. Seriously. And that's what like therapists will say and like other kind of like healers and that kind of thing. It's like you are going to in some way. Yeah. (laughs) So don't worry. (laughs) Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Do your very, very best and like focus, I think, on the things that are important to you and your partner. And yeah, they're going to perceive things a certain way. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. So before we get to the lightning round, I want to acknowledge you, Sam, for all the incredible work you're doing in supporting women really shining and quitting their nine to fives. It's really incredible to see. And thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. What is your current favorite book, podcast, Instagram account that gives you inspiration? Yeah. So right now I'm reading, um, richest book by Amanda Francis. Uh, it is such a good book. I give it like, I'm not even done it yet. And I feel like I already have to go reread it again. So that I'm loving that book for my favorite podcasts. I'd have to say, I love the underestimate me podcast. 
And then another good one is the Fitz Life Unfiltered podcast. Um, yeah, such a good podcast. I haven't, I have to get more into podcasts. I need to just have them on playing in the background all the time. Uh, but those would be my, my two go-tos right now. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Brit. I love underestimate me. Such yeah. a good one. What is your morning beverage of choice? Um, definitely coffee. Um, I'm such a coffee snob. I have to <laughs> say I used to work at Starbucks. So like my coffee has to be made such a certain way. And like, if it's not like, that's it. The day, the day's all ruined. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) What is your favorite thing to do with your hubby? What do you guys like to do? Our favorite thing right now is watching UFC. (laughs) I love it. My, my partner is Brazilian. So he like loves UFC too, because there's so many Brazilians. Yeah. 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 So it's It's like very popular in Brazil. And because of the brazilian jiu-jitsu element yeah they're usually really good at that style yeah 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 we actually used to do jiu-jitsu we've like stopped for a while but yeah it's it's really really cool and fun but the problem is i can't have my nails so it's like a bit of a problem Um, for me yeah yeah (laughs) i would feel the same yeah (laughs) what is your favorite place you've traveled um i'd have to say italy oh yeah so good where have you been in italy um, so we've been to Rome, Milan, Pisa, and then my family's hometown. What's your family's hometown? Um, they are from Udine. Where is that? Uh, it's down, down by the boot, I think North. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Uh, I yeah, love that. Yeah. Italy's incredible. <laughs> my, my best friend, shout out to Shocker Girl. She got married in Sicily. Uh-huh. And it was incredible. Like it was amazing. And we're going to go back for her five year anniversary, which is already next year. It's wild. Oh Time God. flies. Yeah. That's exciting. So final question for you, as you probably know, something I'm very passionate about instilling in women is confidence. And mm-hmm. so I love to ask my guests, what does confidence mean to you? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say it's just being a badass and just is showing up as your true authentic self. You know, just really putting yourself out there and being who you truly are, like no matter what. Yes. That's such a great answer. I love that. Thank (laughs) you so much, Sam. And where can everyone find you? Where do you hang out? Where can we get more of you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at the social sangria girl. Amazing. I will link it up. So everyone go follow Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.